Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 42. Today, I am talking to my friend, Bonnie Bakhtiari, and we are going to talk all about how to create an unforgettable client experience. And I'm also going to be sharing why it doesn't necessarily need to cost you money. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers, it's Jenna Kutcher, and today I have the sweet Bonnie Bakhtiari on the podcast with me. Bonnie and I have been friends for a few years, which all started through the beautiful app of Instagram. If you're not (laughs) sensing a trend in my life, one of the best things that's ever happened to me is Instagram because it brings me together with women that I absolutely adore. And Bonnie is the brand designer and strategist behind B is for Bonnie Design. And she is also the founder of the Illume Retreat, which is one of the most incredible parts of my year every year. This will be my third year. And as this airs, we are together in Waco, Texas, where Bonnie lives, loving on some attendees and really just shedding a light in a really intimate way about having purposeful businesses. And so today, Bonnie and I are going to talk all about how to love your clients well through your client experience. And we'll also be talking a little bit about what our time together in Waco is going to look like. So welcome, Bonnie, to the show. Thanks, Jenna. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you today. I am so thrilled to be talking a little bit more about client experience and how we can realistically, as entrepreneurs, as big-hearted creatives, be pouring into the people that we serve, our sweet clients, and really loving them well through every facet of our own experiences. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so fun. So first, 
For people that don't know who you are, give us like a little version of Bonnie, how you ended up in Waco, your husband, what you do. And of course, we have to talk about your sweet dog, too. (laughs) I love him so much. He's 90 pounds of fluff and feelings and just sweet wonderfulness. But I got started as a creative entrepreneur right out of college. I had this dream. I didn't quite know what it was going to look like, but I knew I had this dream to use my skill set in communications, in writing, and in design to help other people tell their stories well. So my senior year of college, I'm just about to graduate. I think it was March of my graduating semester. I decided, hey, you know, it's a good idea. Not like I have enough going on in my life right now with graduation, but I should totally start a business. <laughs> so I opened a little Etsy shop and I started selling printable wedding invitations because I was also engaged at the time and I had weddings on the brain. And I started selling branding packages and customizable wedding invitations on Etsy. And as the months went by, I poured my heart and my soul into growing this little online presence and very quickly realized that branding and brand strategy and overarching design was something that I cared so deeply about and was really a space in the industry where I felt like I could really pour into people who were at transitional and exciting points in their own businesses, whether they were just launching or whether they were wanting to reflect new growth or an exciting update in their business's direction through their visuals, but also their overarching strategy and the heart behind their work. So I really invested over the years in building a business where I could empower my clients to own their stories through the brands that they're building, not just visually, but also through that message and that experience that they're building. So it's been absolutely a labor of love. I've been at it for five years now. And along the way, I was also able to really create a little corner of the creative educational community where we could pour into women about 10 women every year through the Illum Retreat, which is an intimately restful three-day retreat that really focuses on a curriculum that guides you through how to create a business that operates from a clear place of purpose. So it's been an exciting journey, but I honestly couldn't have done any of this without my sweet husband, Armand, who's my college sweetheart and my absolute biggest cheerleader and supporter in everything that I do. He is such a sweet encouragement and light in my life. And together we live in Waco, like Jenna was saying, with our rambunctious golden retriever Boone, who, like I was saying, is like 90 pounds of fluff and fur and energy and hyperactive, happy feelings. He is probably responsible for like 75% of the laughter in my day and also some of my premature gray hairs, but he's totally worth it. Yes, dogs are so wonderful. And I have been really excited to get to call Waco home again. Actually, my husband and I met when we were students at Baylor a few years ago. Actually feels kind of like a lifetime ago. And since we got married, my husband was actually in the Air Force, and that took us all across the country for four years of our marriage. And then when his contract was up, his enlistment was up, we decided to come back to Waco, which is a city that we've always loved. We kind of joke that we loved Waco before Waco was cool. And it's just been a really sweet season to be building a life together in this city that we love that has seen so much positive press and such an influx of new businesses and the creative community is so vibrant here. So it's just a really exciting and joyful 
and positive time to be living in Waco and to be a small business owner in this community where we really feel like we can pour into the people around us and really love others well just by encouraging them and speaking truth into their lives and hopefully breathing some life into their dreams. (laughs) It's incredible. Well, you know, the thing that I'm really excited about today, and I'm really excited to get inside of your brilliant, beautiful mind, because I have experienced this firsthand with you, is how can you give people such an incredible experience from start to finish? And you do this through both of the facets of your business, through your design side, actually through your education side, through Loom Retreat. And I'm just really curious what your process looks like and how you determine how to deliver an experience. That's such a good question. I think that as I have tried to figure out and tried to kind of create a formula and a workflow for a really engaging and heartfelt client experience. It's taken some trial and error. Honestly, when I first started my business, I thought that client experience boiled down to gifting, like the kinds of gifts that we give clients when they book with us or maybe when the project is done. But by narrowing my view of this concept of client experience to just the gifts that we give our clients, I was missing out on so many opportunities to really serve people well and not just meet their expectations, but exceed their expectations through every single component of our time together. So realistically, when I sat down and I started thinking about like, okay, I feel like things are are going pretty well with my client relationships, but how can I elevate it? How can I just take this to the next step so that I can really love my clients? I can make them feel valued. I can make them feel seen and heard. And like the time that we spend together is important and is my top priority. And I started kind of looking for different touch points, different opportunities of connection through every step of the process. And for me, that starts even before people send me an email to inquire about my services or, you know, ask me if they can get more information about the retreat. Because I think that realistically, our client experiences begin whenever someone has that first initial impression of you. And a lot of times, especially like in our digital age where we are spending so much time and energy marketing our businesses on social media, your Instagram presence or your Facebook presence or even how you're using platforms like Pinterest and Snapchat to market your business can be an extension of your client experience and be it can kind of be like a way where you can invite people into this relationship with you and you can lay the foundation for what they can expect. You can kind of set the tone in a sense for what they can expect when or if they decided to work with you. So I focused on really trying to educate and give value very freely through my online presence, through my blog, through my Instagram channel. And it's something that I felt like has given me an opportunity to build relationships with potential clients that when they come to me and say, hey, I'd love to get more information about your branding, or I think would be a great fit for a mentoring relationship. I can then guide them through a process where they already feel like they have some idea of what they can expect. They they have a relationship with me. They know that I'm a trustworthy individual, and they have already seen through the education that I've given freely through my different online channels what kind of the experience can be when we actually end up working together. So just kind of broadening my scope for starters and figuring out, okay, what can my experiences for my clients actually look like? And deciding, all right, it's going to start even before they decide to book with me. And it's going to go so much deeper than just 
thoughtful gifts that I give at different points of the process, it's going to be through realistically the emotions that I want to inspire. I want, I want to make them feel overwhelmingly positive and joyful and excited about the work that we're doing. So how can I, as a business owner, be inspiring those emotions? And, and really, what are the great emotions that I can be inspiring authentically and intentionally to guide them through the work that we will do in the best way possible? So just kind of really, really getting outside of the box with that and thinking about what can I do to really love people well and how can I focus on building a relationship that speaks to that at every, really every step of the process. That's incredible. I like, oh, I'm just blown away. And I think that there's so much that you said that is just so true. It's a way to set expectations. It's a way to elevate your brand. It's a way Mm -hmm. to give people an experience before they ever contact you. And I think that that is what's so thoughtful about design. And that's often what people miss. When they think of branding, they think of colors and logos Mm -hmm. and fonts, but they're missing the way it should make people feel. And I think that that is one of the biggest parts when it comes to an experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that when we can evoke an overwhelmingly positive emotion, that not only puts your potential client or your current client in a mindset of how they can best engage with you and how they can best appreciate the work that you're about to do, but also I found that if we can create and inspire emotion through our different client experience touch points, then we can actually inspire people in a really genuine and a really transparent way to connect with us emotionally. And when we can do that, we can really lay the foundation for a relationship that lasts. It it goes so much longer than just the project time, that hands-on time we have with clients. If, If we can build relationships with them, then that can turn into a lifelong brand cheerleader. And I think that's really, really exciting. So walk me through, let's say I'm going to hire you, which I mean, I would love to hire you. (laughs) And let's say I was thinking about starting maybe a new brand or I wanted to potentially raise my prices, but I knew that I had to elevate the experience. What are some of the things that you would tell me we needed to do together in order to ensure that it was being communicated very clearly what sort of experience the clients could expect? So I love that you mentioned elevating your prices, but you knew some things needed to change Mm -hmm. because I think that so often, and even when I was kind of first getting my footing with my business, I would think that I could just jump into a big price increase and keep most of the other things in my business operating at the same level. And I lost some people in that jump because I wasn't educating them about how the value was also growing as the price increases, the value also increases. And so I was you know, going through it in my own business, but also from experience, educating my current clients and past clients on how they can reach a higher end audience without going through anything drastic. But I think that it really starts with the experience that we're painting for our clients. If you're trying to create a brand that speaks to a luxury or a high end audience, you have to understand that your potential clients, they're not just interested in the final product or the final service you're providing. Instead, they're interested in the experience. They want you to guide them through a very vivid, detailed picture of what their life can look like after they work with you and while they're working with you. Because people at those price points in those markets, they're not just looking for a quick fix. They're looking for an overarching experience that can really leave them better than when they first came to you in the first place. So if I'm talking to 
a potential client, and we're exploring what it can look like to elevate their brand to reach a high-end kind of luxury audience, I would encourage them to explore and really get intimate with knowing their ideal client so that they can create services and experiences that speak to their ideal client right where they are and alleviate any pain points, any struggles, any barriers that are standing in their ideal client's way of achieving greatness, whatever greatness looks like to them. So I think that by sitting down and thinking about how through every facet of our experiences, we can invite people into an experience that makes them feel seen and heard and valued. I think that's where a lot of magic happens, honestly. Absolutely. I think one of the best things you just said, and we do this so often in my business, is that it's really important to paint the picture for the end result. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I feel like we come at our marketing from a place of being defensive, where it's like we're trying to prove that we're worth a certain amount. And instead, when you can say, I understand and I see and I hear where you are right now. And here is where I can get you to be and paint that picture instead of trying to prove our worth. I think that that can totally transform our marketing message and transform the way that somebody feels when they stumble upon us online. Absolutely. And I love that you spoke to this sense of worth, you know, charging our worth, operating from that place. And honestly, even outside of the realm of business, but just on a personal level, as individuals, if we can go through life operating from a clear place of worth and understanding our worth as people, as individuals, and also as business owners, I really think that that permeates every single facet of the way that you live life, but also the way that you do business. Because like you said, instead of it being this kind of like hustle zone of trying to be seen, trying to be heard, trying to convince people that we're worth X number of dollars, we can confidently and calmly stand firm from this place saying that this is who I am and this is what I know I can do for you and I am worth this investment. I am worth this process. And you can market your business from that way versus striving for your identity, striving for your worth, any of these spaces. One of my favorite authors is Brene Brown and I think that a lot of her work focuses on these concepts of worth and value, which is something that I honestly started reading a lot of her books, like Rising Strong from a place of personal development and personal growth. But I've been amazed to see how just embracing a lot of the truth and wisdom that she shares in her own research and her own writing has been transformative in my business and how I carry myself as a businesswoman. Also, it's been really cool. That's awesome. There's a quote that I love, and I'm not exactly sure who said it, but it's when you realize your worth, you stop giving people discounts. And I think Mm -hmm. that when you're first starting your business, pricing, I mean, pricing is always so emotional, especially when you're a creative entrepreneur, because you feel so passionately about what you're doing. And I think that's why we are so successful and happy to do what we do. But I also think that when you finally understand your worth and you're not coming at it from a place of being defensive, but you're coming at it from a place of here's what I have to offer. Here is my invitation. I think Mm -hmm. that it really helps us have that confidence to change and flip the script and say like, I'm sorry, I don't offer discounts because I know my experience is worth every penny. 
I love that. I am like giving you all the praise hands over here, girl. You're speaking my language. (laughs) So let's talk about how to offer that sort of experience and where does it begin? And then how does it kind of trail through within your business for your clients? So I think that a really great, memorable, winning client experience starts with kind of those initial touch points, like we were talking about earlier, like your online presence, what people are seeing when they come to your website or your blog or your social channels. You kind of set the tone through the message that you share, right? The kind of the overarching vibe that you're sharing, the voice that you're using to communicate with people, and even the imagery, like the photos that you use to capture their attention and represent your brand well. And then as you encourage them and eventually motivate them to get in touch with you, whether it's to buy a course, to buy a product, to inquire about services, you can, through the messaging you use on sales pages, on contact pages, you can educate them on what they can expect. I think that, Jenna, this is something you said earlier about educating and setting expectations. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can, from the get-go, educate our clients and our potential clients on what it's actually like to work with us, we can really set ourselves up for success and we can set them up for success too, because instead of, you know, experiencing disappointment or expectations that weren't quite met simply because we didn't make clients aware of them in the first place, if we can take a really proactive role and be crystal clear upfront about who we are and what we do and how we do it, then I think that makes a huge difference. So a big part in my own business about my client experience happens during those first few emails and that initial consultation that I have with branding clients specifically. So if someone comes to my website and they decide to get in touch through my contact form, instead of just sitting there and trading a bunch of emails, which I think that there's a lot of value in communicating in that way, I want people upfront to know that I value them and I take their interest in this work seriously. So we hop on a call. If we can, we hop on a Skype or a FaceTime call so that we can kind of see each other face to face and have like virtual coffee, or we'll hop on a phone call where we can really get to the nitty gritty of discussing who are you and why are you at this place in your brand journey where you think that you need to change and what are your goals and how can I, as your potential brand designer, help you reach those goals? How can I, through the work that we do, set you up to be the hero in your own story with your clients? So we kind of go through this initial consultation. It's a lot of fun. It doesn't take a huge amount of time, but it gives me kind of a barometer of where they are and how I realistically could help them. And sometimes I find maybe for their specific goals, I'm not the best designer. So then I can, because I value them and because I want them to have that kind of winning positive experience, I can then direct them to someone else. But we decide that we are a match made in heaven and we can absolutely make visual branding magic happen, then we move through the process of um, sending out contracts and signing retainers and paying all of the the deposit up front so that we can just make everything official. And I personally love using HoneyBook to streamline all of that. And Jenna, I think you use HoneyBook too, right? Oh, I love HoneyBook. (laughs) Everything's so much easier. Absolutely. You can send your contracts. You can do, I do a lot of worksheets so you can send questionnaires through HoneyBook to get kind of some homework and baseline stuff in place even before branding client project starts. So it's a really great tool in that regard. And then 
Immediately after they've signed the contract and paid for the retainer, I like to get their address from them and then send them a little, kind of a little, you know, welcome to the Abuse for Bonnie experience kind of gift. And it's nothing expensive. It's nothing lavish. Most of the time, my clients, when they book with me, there's a little bit of a wait time in my design calendar based on my availability. So usually we're waiting a few months before we actually dive in, but I don't want them to feel like they've put down this money and then it's just radio silence between now and their start date. So I want them to have something tangible that they can engage with, that they can really have a sensory experience with, and that can make them feel really appreciated and like they're a priority. So I'll send them a handwritten little note, thanking them for their interest, thanking them for allowing me to be a part of this branding journey. And then since usually my clients are busy, creative business women who are doing a million things, sometimes they're managing their families on top of running a business. Sometimes, you know, they're still, they're in college or, you know, managing all these different things that are going on in their lives. So I know that they aren't most of them, most of the time, they're not prioritizing self-care. So I've actually designed client gifts around this concept of self-care with some, you know, like really delicious smelling and really fun to use bath products, skincare products, things like that. So that in between the time when they book and the time that they start, they can kind of spoil themselves and treat themselves and have, have, you know, some little you time that is so refreshing, not just to your body, but also to your soul. And then from there, I also will send them through HoneyBook some kind of pre-branding homework so that on their start date, we can dive right in and get to work so that not only are they able to be providing me with the information that I need to do my, my job well and to really serve them well, but they feel like that time between when they book and when they start with me is active and is useful and is productive because the last thing that I want my clients to feel is like they are wasting time or sitting around waiting for us to get started. So it's it's a pretty hands-on process when we actually dive in. It's very active because we're not just creating the visual component of their brand. We're going a lot deeper than color palettes and font pairings and all the pretty stuff because we really dig deep into the heart and the sense of why behind their business. So we hone not just their foundation and their vision and their mission, but we also discover their ideal client, really create their voice and establish a clear message for them to use moving forward. So we start with a lot of the heartfelt foundational work so that we can make really informed and really thoughtful design decisions. But a lot of this is work that my clients who I'm working with, they might not have experienced brand development in this specific way. So there's a lot of hands-on education of just letting them know this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. I'd never want my clients to wonder why we're answering these kinds of questions or why we're hopping on a brand development call. I always want to be so transparent with them so that there are never any points for confusion or you know, any opportunities for disappointment or unmet expectations in any way. That is, there's so many things in there that I'm like, yes, because (laughs) I think one of the coolest things that you said, and I think something that a lot of us struggle with, myself included, is that especially when you're booking clients out pretty far in advance, like as a wedding photographer, you know, we're booking a year in advance. And 
there's always so many questions of how can I serve my clients before the actual service is happening Mm -hmm. and making that a part of the experience. Because a lot of times when people are putting down deposits or, you know, confirming and signing contracts, there's a lot of trepidation there. And rightfully so spending money always makes you really be sure about something. And so I always try to think about like, how can we ease their worries? How can we ensure that they made the good decision? And I think that what you said is like really making sure that throughout the experience, regardless of if you're actively working on their project, making them feel loved and appreciated and remembered. I think that that is something that so many of us could take from this conversation. I totally agree. And I absolutely love that, you know, I think that with photography and with wedding planning and a lot of things in the wedding industry that you do have these relationships with clients where they're putting down a deposit, but their actual wedding might not be for a few months or even, you know, like a year in advance. So thinking about how can you stay top of mind? How can you continue to make them feel valued and make them feel like they're still a priority and you're still thinking of them, even if you're not actively working with them is awesome. And I especially love like in the wedding industry, I think there's some great opportunities to create an engaging client experience kind of in the downtime mm-hmm. through education, through letting people know, hey, I've compiled this guide of what to wear to your engagement shoot and how to, you know, some helpful tips for how to do your makeup well. Or if you are a wedding planner or an event planner, you know, putting together some kind of guide or resources or even just a series of blog posts that you can direct clients to outlining kind of some of the ins and outs of creating a timeline or a list of preferred vendors that you work with or any of these things that can make it crystal clear to your clients that you aren't just interested in the active work that you'll be doing with them, but you care about their wedding day as a whole. You want to see this be the most joyful and celebratory and positive and beautiful day for them. So you are actively invested in making sure that that happens too. And I think that that's an exciting way to, again, inspire emotion by letting your clients know that you value them, but also to establish credibility and to build trust by positioning yourself as an expert in their minds. And that's realistically, that's another big pillar of a great client experience Mm -hmm. is not just creating emotion, but providing consistency. Because if we can organically inspire emotion, then we're connecting with our clients emotionally, which is amazing. But if we can provide consistency, then through that, we can develop trust. We can inspire trust. We can be viewed as trustworthy business owners and brands. And that's just such an amazing feeling when you know that your clients trust you. And when your clients on their end know that they're working with a true professional, someone who has their back, someone who ultimately has their best interest at heart. I think that's a really exciting kind of relationship to have with someone that you're working with, whether it's a product or a service-based business. Definitely. I think that was so good. One of the best things that I think you said right there, especially when it comes to being a service provider, is establishing yourself as an expert. And I know for so many of us, especially in the creative field, if we can gain that trust, it allows us to be more creative because our clients are fully trusting that we can deliver. And I know that when I first started with wedding photography, I didn't do a good job of this at all. And so my clients 
clients would send me things like shot lists to ensure that I could deliver. But now when you ask yourself the question, what kind of things are my clients worried about right now? What kind of things are they wondering? What kind of things are they preparing for? And how can I serve them throughout this quiet time within our relationship My biggest goal when it comes to photography is answering questions before my clients have a chance to ask them. I think that that eases so much worry that establishes your relationship and that really does get their buy-in so that on the day or while you're providing the service, they give you more of that freedom because they know that without a doubt, you're going to be able to deliver. Yes. Oh, I love that you said that of, you know, answering those questions before they even arise. Mm-hmm. I think that that's also a huge part of great client experience. I love that you're just in this conversation, you're just bringing up all of these great pillars of what I would consider to be a really effective and heartfelt experience. But I think also a big part of it is reacting and adapting to our customers' needs. So being aware of questions or being vigilant and looking for problems before they arise so that you can really be serving them well and making sure that the whole process from start to finish is just so seamless. And I think that like from a, from a client standpoint, if we can let our clients know that we are not just, you know, not just kind of meeting the bare minimum, but we're really exceeding their expectations and going above and beyond to react and adapt to meet them right where they are. I think that it, it also helps make them feel valued. And all of this comes back to just relationships in general. If we can make people feel seen and heard and valued, then that is a foundation for such a winning and such a strong relationship that I think can really transcend just the hands-on project time you have with somebody. Definitely. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pretend like I'm a listener and I'm like, okay, I get it, girls. I understand, but I don't have time to do this. How would you answer that question? Ooh, such a good question. I think that it's easy for us to think that we don't have time to create a really detailed client experience for our clients. But the truth of the matter is, if we're thinking about creating an experience that is really lavish and over the top and it has you know, we're sending like bottles of wine to people and we're doing all of the things and we're like gifting them left and right. Yeah, maybe you don't have the time for that, but that's okay because I don't know if I have the time for that kind of experience too. But realistically, as business owners, we think that we don't have the time to create a really winning, engaging kind of client experience. Then I would encourage you to just take it bit by bit. I don't think that we have to sit down and map out from start to finish this incredible, really engaging experience because that would take a lot of time and that would be kind of an exhaustive, really intensive endeavor. But instead, if we can take it bit by bit, piece by piece, and start to build a well-rounded and really thoughtful client experience, it doesn't take all that much time. Because if we start with those first initial touch points, those kind of introductory opportunities to engage with potential clients, that's probably through your blog, your website, and your social channels. So with that, it just simply kind of goes through and looks like editing them and saying, what is the presence? What is the experience that I'm sharing here? How am I speaking to people? How am I positioning myself? What are the images that I'm using? Is it consistent? Does it inspire emotion? Is it dependable? Does it look credible and trustworthy? And then once you're happy with that, and once you've gotten to a place there that you feel confident in, then you can move on to, okay, what does the initial 
client inquiry slash client onboarding process look like? And you can dissect it from there. And so little by little, you can build on it. And I think that it's really important to be encouraged by the truth that this doesn't have to be perfect and that this doesn't have to be set in stone. To this day, I am still making thoughtful updates to my client experience touch points. I am still thinking of new ways to serve my clients. And I love that. I love that this is something that can grow with my business, that I can continue to invest in time and time again, and that I have the grace to not have it all together, to not have it be absolutely perfect. So when it comes to time, I I think that I would encourage that person to think about how can I break this down into manageable chunks that feel doable and feel realistic based on my current workload, but also give yourself the encouragement to know that if you invest even just a little bit of time at this point in the process with thinking about how you can realistically be presenting your brand well and serving your clients at every single turn, that is going to be so worth your investment. That is going to pour back into your business in positive ways like never before. Because if you can leave a client better than when they came to you and give them an overwhelmingly positive experience, they're going to talk about that. They're going to share that with their friends, with their potential clients, with the people that they come across in their industry. And then that kind of builds those beautiful word of mouth referrals that are so valuable to us as entrepreneurs. I mean, if someone sends a friend or a colleague to me, I am so honored that they believed enough in my experience and my services and my products to do that in the first place. And it all starts when we treat people well. And that's something that I think we all can make time for treating people well in the end. Absolutely. I think that there is so much to be said that your client experience, it doesn't need to add workload. And I think too, when you can look at automating or systemizing as much of that process, I know for my wedding clients, we use templates and we can customize those to still give that custom feel while also maintaining that brand voice and making sure that we're communicating exactly what they need when they need it. And so when we think about experience, it doesn't always have to be gifts. And that's why I thought you were the perfect person to talk about this because it is through every touch point of your business from that initial brand all the way through to client gifts and things like that. And I know for our business, I have always had very ambitious goals of gifting my clients and it usually is something that falls through the cracks. And so Now, Caitlin, who works with me, her love language is gifting. Like she is just so good at it. And so I'm like, take it and run, like take it and and run with it so that my clients feel loved. And like, I'm just so excited to under promise and over deliver in every step of the way. And I think that should be the ultimate goal. Like you said. Oh, I love that so much. And I thought it was amazing that you mentioned kind of automating mm-hmm. those different facets of your client experience, because I think the best way to sort of wrap your mind, at least for me, the best way that I can wrap my mind around how to create a consistent client experience is by creating a workflow for it, like sitting down and having a document on my computer. If you have, I mean, you can do this probably in Trello, you could do this in like a CRM, like 17 hats or maybe even HoneyBook, but sitting down and creating like a process of like what Mm -hmm. it looks like from start to finish. So you get that initial inquiry email and then you send this response. It's probably going to be a similar response over and over again. So you can just kind of replicate that and make that an email template that you use. Obviously, you know, you'll, you'll personalize some fields and some areas to that inquiry and to that specific person. 
but you send this email and then you encourage them to hop on a discovery call or a consultation or, you know, kind of guiding yourself through the process also, because then you don't have to wonder, actively sit there and think like, okay, so I'm at this point in a client project. What do I do next? Do I send this gift? Do I send this email? Like, I'm not sure what's happening. It just makes things so much easier. And honestly, it takes some of that active brain space and devotes it to something else because this is running in the background. This is something that mentally you don't have to worry about because you've got a document that you can revisit whenever you need to be actively thinking about how you can be guiding your current clients through your your client experience workflow. So that's one tool that has been really helpful for me just so I can revisit it and I don't have to keep all of this in my brain all of the time because goodness, I just can't do that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know it's, you know, it's one of those things where so many times we look at things like automation as though we're losing that piece of the personality. But I think if you can sit down and actually write templates that are from your heart, that are so true to your brand voice, that are communicating what you need, it's actually enhancing that experience. Because if you're just doing it on the fly every single time, you could be missing important steps. You could be writing a two-sentence email when really it should be a three paragraph email. And so I think that automation should always be at the forefront of our brand because when we're working smarter and not harder, it does. It frees up our mental space to then start dreaming of different ways we can keep adding or enhancing. And I think our clients would be silly to not appreciate that part of it because it's showing them like we're organized. We have this down. You are our priority and we understand that. And I think that that's a really cool way to look at it. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, we're very resistant to it. Absolutely. Well, I think that sometimes the idea of automation, like you said, it feels a little impersonal, but I'm sure that you've also experienced this with growing your team recently. Like if you have a workflow down that you can eventually share with someone, whether it's a team member or a virtual assistant or an employee who's actively in your space with you, if you can share a workflow with them, again, it goes back to consistency. You're making sure that even if you're not the one sending those templates, those email templates over and over again, that they're still going to be the same. They're still going to be going Mm -hmm. out at the same time, the appropriate time in the project. And that they still, since you've sat down and you personalized it and you've written it in your brand voice, it still looks and feels and sounds like it came from you. And I think that like in the long run of growing your business, that not only is beneficial for you, but it's beneficial for any future team members. And I know for some of us, like when I was first starting my business, sitting down and creating workflows felt so like unrealistic for me. It felt like, okay, I'm the only person in my business. Like when is this ever going to really be helpful? But as I get to that place in my business where I need to bring people on, I see, I am so glad that I sat down and I took the time to do it and that eventually I will be able to hand over these, these templates, these workflows to future Bees for Bonnie team members, because I think that it's going to help me delegate and bring them on board well. But I also think that it's going to help us as a team continually love and serve our clients in the best way possible. So I know that for some of y'all right now, it might feel a little unrealistic. Like maybe this is a little early in the process, but I promise you it's not. It's not only helpful for you, but it's going to be helpful for your team in the future. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, a year ago, I didn't even have any team. And so it's been so interesting. And so 
you know, fun to see me actually be able to hand things off. And it's just making me a better person. It's making me a better leader. It's making me a better photographer. And it's allowing me to, again, be freed up to get back to doing what I love to do and why I started this all in the first place. And so, you know, there's just so much about client experience. And, you know, Caitlin on my team, I say like my brides are number one priority always. Like if they are emailing, we are getting back to them within that day. No questions asked. They need to be number one. And I think that, you know, when you set expectations like that and they can feel that, it just makes them feel so valued. And I think the best part of running a business that is somewhat boutique, I think what both you and I offer is something that's different. You always have to make people so confident that every single penny they've spent has been worth it. And then some. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, when I think about my own encounters with brands that I've worked with, the ones that I remember, the ones that have kind of like lodged a special place in my heart. And the ones that I've been so excited that I had to go tell all my friends about have been the ones where I felt like that investment went just, it went above and beyond anything I ever could have imagined. It was magical. It blew my expectations right out of the water. And most of the time it wasn't through anything extravagant. It was through really simple things like very prompt email responses through hands-on education that helped me prepare for the work that we were doing in the best way possible. It's been all of these little teeny tiny things that when you add them together, they make for that kind of heartfelt and relationship building kind of experience. Absolutely. So if somebody is listening and they're like, well, you know, I've never actually thought about this. I need to do something with this. Where would you tell them to start? I would kind of break it down and I would think of client experience through a few different things, through the experience itself, the way that you're educating people, that you're serving your clients, the way that you're speaking to them and kind of guiding them, your visuals, so kind of the imagery that you're putting out on your website or your blog or social channels, because I think that Oftentimes, when we think of creating a cohesive client experience that's on brand, visuals are something that have a lot of power. They kind of carry a lot of weight because so often, especially in a social media environment, that's one of the first things that we're seeing. So we want to make sure that the visuals we're putting out there are consistent with your brand and are always creating a very dependable visual experience for potential clients to view as well. So thinking of your client experience as experiential, as visual, but also verbal. So how you're speaking to your clients, that voice that you're sharing, the message that you are sharing with them also. I think that those kind of three overarching categories are a really kind of great way to set yourself up for exploring the full breadth and the full power and potential of what your client experience can actually be. So sitting down and thinking about what kind of experience do I want to guide people through and how do I want to make them feel through that experience? How do I want to speak to them? What kind of voice will I use and how will that feel and sound like my brand? And then visually, what will my brand and that experience that I want them to feel, whether it's really warm and down to earth or it's very luxe and high end, what kind of imagery, what kind of photos, what kind of visuals can I use that really communicate that too? Because the thing is, we want to make sure that all that's cohesive and it all really fits together well. Because if you're sharing a really laid back and casual and down to earth kind of message 
an experience, but your imagery is like very elevated and very like high fashion and posh, there's going to be a bit of a disconnect and your potential clients are going to be a little confused about who you are and really what you're about. So when we kind of think of it holistically, I think that we can really set ourselves up for success there. Absolutely. And in reference point, episode number six with Ashlyn Carter, who is my copywriter and incredible. She talks all about establishing your brand voice and making it very clear throughout every touch point of your business. So that's always a good episode to go back to. Bonnie, I could talk to you all day, every day. And after this episode, after you guys get done, you're going to have to go check us out on Instagram because we're probably going to be together in Waco sharing our experience. So where can everybody find you online? I can be found on Instagram at Bonnie Joy Marie. That's the B is for Bonnie design account. And then the Illumitreat account on Instagram is at Illumitreat. It's I-L-L-U-M-E retreat. And you can find me at beastforbonniedesign.com online. And the retreat is illumretreat.com. So I would so love to connect with y'all in, in those ways. And I'd love to hear about your own experiences with the processes and the experiences you're building for your clients too. I'd love to support you and cheer you on in those processes. Amazing. Thank you so much for dissecting this. And I couldn't just be more excited about this content because I just believe it. I use it. It works. I know exactly how you can craft this in a way that's not necessarily going to cost you a lot of dollars, but more heartfelt, purposeful time. And I think that this can totally transform people's businesses. So thank you for this incredible insight. Thank you, Jenna. I'm so excited to have had this amazing conversation with you to get your insight also and to really dive into this topic more because I think it's something that affects all of us as entrepreneurs and it's something that if we can feel confident and empowered to tackle the experiences we build for our clients, I think we can go on to do such great things in the work that we do. Amen. And everyone, you can find the show notes at golddiggerpodcast.com. And Bonnie has so kindly thrown in a freebie for us. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I wanted to put together something really actionable that y'all could dive into on your own. So I put together a five ways to serve your clients well through your client experience guide. So every page has not only a little mini lesson on one exciting way that you can really serve your clients well, but it also has a dig deeper section with prompts to encourage you to actually sit down and think about what this looks like for your business. So you can walk away with some actionable ideas that you can implement. I was going to say implementable, but I'm not quite sure if that's the word. I kind of like it if it's not. So guys, you can get your hands on this awesome guide. It is incredible. It's going to really get you thinking about this experience. And it's all at golddiggerpodcast.com within the show notes. So thank you so much, Bonnie. I cannot wait to hug you. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, you gold-digging dream chaser you.